Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP Club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. A quick announcement about the Brief podcast. If you're enjoying being kept in the know about the latest current affairs news, then you'll want to subscribe to the Brief podcast as well as the Sherlock's podcast, as we'll be moving the Brief over to its own designated podcast channel in the next few weeks. Simply search the Brief podcast in your podcast app and hit subscribe to stay informed. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sherlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 24th of May, and these are the main stories this week. Prince Harry married Meghan Markle on Saturday in a much-anticipated ceremony at St George's Chapel in Windsor Castle. The Duchess of Sussex, as she will now be known, wore a minimalist silk gown created by British designer Claire Waite Keller for Givenchy, with a five-metre veil decorated with 53 flowers representing each Commonwealth country. The Queen lent her Queen Mary's filigree bandeau tiara for the occasion. For the evening reception, a black tie party hosted by Prince Charles at nearby Frogmore House, Meghan changed into a halter neck white dress designed by Stella McCartney. Prince Harry drove his new wife to the party in a Jaguar E-type sports car. During the ceremony, US Bishop Michael Curry delivered a passionate sermon which drew shocked expressions and laughs from some members of the royal family. The address entitled The Power of Love referenced slavery and included quotes from civil rights campaigner Martin Luther King. At one point... The preacher paused to apologise for taking too long and told the smiling couple, we got to get you all married. The service was widely praised for celebrating black culture, including a performance of Benny King's Stand By Me by a gospel choir. Markle also walked halfway down the aisle by herself before being met by Prince Charles in what has been seen as a feminist gesture. Among the famous guests at the wedding were George and Amal Clooney, David and Victoria Beckham and Elton John, who later performed at the reception. On Tuesday, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex made their first public appearance since the wedding at a garden party at Buckingham Palace to mark the Prince of Wales's 70th birthday, which takes place in November. A public inquiry into the Grenfell Tower fire opened on Monday. Relatives of all 72 victims will be given a chance to speak about their loved ones during the first two weeks of proceedings. Those commemorated this week include Logan Gomez, a baby boy who was stillborn hours after his parents escaped the fire, and artist Khadija Say. Chairman Sir Martin Morbig said the fire in West London in June 2017 was the greatest tragedy to befall the capital since World War II and that the sight of the 24-storey tower engulfed in flames is imprinted on all who saw it. When the tributes to all victims have been paid, the inquiry will begin taking evidence from other individuals and expert witnesses. The inquiry opened three days after the government announced it will consult on banning the combustible cladding found on Grenfell Tower. Housing Secretary James Brockenshire said the decision was made after listening carefully to others on the issue, while Labour's Shadow Housing Secretary John Healy urged, don't consult on it, do it. 
The government has been accused of putting national security at risk by allowing kleptocrats and human rights abusers to use the City of London to launder their ill-gotten funds to circumvent sanctions. The Foreign Affairs Select Committee said the government's lax approach to tackling international money laundering is putting money directly into the hands of regimes that would harm the UK. The group of MPs is calling for new policies to close loopholes in the London market sanction system. Shortly after the report was published, it emerged Roman Abramovich, the Russian oligarch who owns Chelsea FC, may be forced to explain how he acquired his fortune to secure a new UK visa. He has been forced to apply for a new investment visa after his previous one expired in April, but new rules require that applicants prove their funds were obtained lawfully. The 51-year-old, who is Britain's 13th richest man, is rumoured to have begun his entrepreneurial career selling ducks from his Moscow apartment. The delays over his visa are likely to further raise tensions between London and Moscow, following a diplomatic row over the poisoning of Sergei Skripal. In UK news, rail passengers were faced with widespread disruption on Monday as new timetables were introduced with Northern and Thameslink services particularly affected. Many commuters arrived at stations only to find services cancelled. Mayor of Manchester, Andy Burnham, whose city saw 50 trains were cancelled by 8.30am, has called on Transport Secretary Chris Grayling to take action, describing the service as appalling. Problems with the Northern franchise have been compounded by an RMT strike over the role of guards on trains this week. A 10-day heatwave is set to be interrupted by thunderstorms caused by an area of low pressure over central and southern England. Despite the risk of storms, the weekend will be warm and sunny for most, with temperatures around the mid-20s, which is hotter than average for this time of year. The bank holiday weekend is set to be dry, with a good deal of sunny spells, although thundery showers are possible. Monday could see near-record breaking temperatures of up to 30 degrees Celsius. Tuesday marked the first anniversary of the Manchester Arena attack, in which 22 people were killed at an Ariana Grande concert. A memorial service at Manchester Cathedral was attended by Theresa May, Andy Burnham and the Duke of Cambridge. Grande issued a message of support, sending all of the light and warmth she has to offer on this challenging day. Later in the evening, thousands gathered in the city's Albert Square for a sing-along event called Manchester Together with One Voice. Choirs led the crowd in renditions of songs by Manchester bands, including Oasis and Elbow. A woman has been jailed for life after being found guilty of an acid attack that left her former partner with injuries so severe that he was driven to euthanasia. Belinda Wallace threw sulfuric acid over Mark Van Dongen after he began a relationship with another woman. She will serve at least 12 years before she can be considered for parole. Last week, Wallace was cleared of Van Dongen's murder at Bristol Crown Court after her defence argued she could not be found guilty because he had died at the hands of an unknown doctor in Belgium. The judge condemned the attack as premeditated and sadistic. In politics news, Prime Minister Theresa May approved the creation of nine Conservative peers and one from Northern Ireland's Democratic Unionist Party in an attempt to improve her position in the House of Lords, which has already voted against the government 15 times on the Brexit bill. Sir Eric Pickles and Diana Barron are among the new peers. The move has been criticised by Labour peer Lord Adonis, who regards it as a classic example of packing the Lords to try and make Brexit easier to endorse. Previously, there were 244 Tory peers and 187 Labour peers, but the Conservatives did not have a majority because the Chamber had a total of 780 members. The Prime Minister said it is unacceptable that Speaker John Burko allegedly called Commons leader Andrea Leadsom a stupid woman under his breath. Burko's office has said it would not comment on suggested accounts of private conversations, 
but acknowledged that strong and differing views were expressed in the House of Commons at the time of the alleged incident. The allegations will put pressure on Burko, as he is already facing allegations of bullying from former members of staff, which he denies. Last Wednesday, the Common Standards Committee voted against an investigation into the bullying claims. Former London Mayor Ken Livingston has resigned from the Labour Party over claims of anti-Semitism. He had been suspended from the party since 2016, after suggesting that Hitler supported Zionism, which is a movement for the re-establishment of a Jewish nation in what is now Israel. Livingston repeatedly denied that his comments were anti-Semitic, but on Monday admitted his case had become a distraction from the party's political ambitions. Leader Jeremy Corbyn described the resignation as a sad moment, but said it was the right thing to do. An extensive study found that benefit sanctions are ineffective at getting the unemployed into work and are more likely to push those penalised into poverty, ill health or even survival crime. Sanctions are imposed when claimants breach job centre regulations, such as failing to turn up to appointments or apply for enough jobs. Charities say disabled people are disproportionately affected. The research concluded that policies routinely trigger profoundly negative personal, financial, health and behavioural outcomes. In the rare cases where claimants did move off benefits into work, personalised job support rather than sanctions was the key factor. Home Secretary Sajid Javid gave his first major speech on policing since taking over from Amber Rudd last month. Javid, whose brother is a chief superintendent in West Midlands Police, said he has personally seen the impact the job can have on family life and recognises that the job has sometimes become hard and horrible as a consequence of increased demand. Javid pledged to provide the tools, the powers and the backup that officers need. Former Home Secretary Theresa May was heckled at a previous appearance before the Federation in 2012 amid anger over funding cuts. Labour MP David Lammy has accused Oxford University of making glacial progress in improving diversity and of being a bastion of white, middle-class, southern privilege. Figures from the university show around one-third of its colleges accepted three or fewer black applicants over the past three years. The Director of Undergraduate Admissions has said she is pushing hard on outreach activity to ensure all applicants feel welcome, but that the university is not getting the right number of black people with the talent to apply. The proportion of Oxford students identifying as black and minority ethnic was 18% in 2017, up from 14% in 2013. In health news... Exercise does not slow down mental decline and may even make dementia worse. In a study, people with mild to moderate dementia who went to the gym twice a week saw their mental condition deteriorate faster than those who abstained. Although the difference was small, researchers say exercise should not be recommended for people with dementia, although it may be useful for staving off the disease before it has developed. Scientists are warning that increasing levels of resistance to antifungal drugs could lead to more outbreaks of disease. Intensive care and cancer patients are most at risk because their immune systems cannot fight off the infections. Scientists say new treatment is urgently needed. Fungal infections have some of the highest mortality rates of any infectious diseases, with a number reaching over 50%. One of the country's biggest hospitals will use artificial intelligence to carry out tasks traditionally performed by doctors and nurses, such as diagnosing cancer on CT scans and deciding which A&E patients are seen first. The three-year project aims to bring the benefits of the burgeoning machine learning revolution to the NHS on an unprecedented scale. Medical experts have described the plans as a game-changer. Eating one egg a day may reduce the risk of heart disease and strokes. The researchers revealed it is a misconception that eating too many eggs is bad for you, although they stress the food should be eaten as part of a healthy lifestyle. 
environment news. Tesco is scrapping best-before dates on nearly 70 fresh fruit and vegetable products in a move to discourage shoppers from throwing away food that is still edible. While meat, fish and dairy products have a use-by date after which they are not safe to consume, fruits and vegetables only have best-before dates. After this time, they may not be at their best quality, but are still generally safe to eat. Food waste is a huge issue in the UK, with £13 billion of edible food thrown away from houses every year. The Environmental Agency warned that Britons need to use less water and companies must curb leaks to prevent future water shortages and permanent damage to rivers and wildlife. Many sources of water supplies are already running at a deficit, and with climate change and a growing population, much of England could see significant supply shortages by the 2050s, particularly in the southeast. Around 3 billion litres of water are being lost each day through leaks from pipes, which is equivalent to the amount used daily by 20 million people. In total, a third of water taken from the natural environment is wasted through leaks, treatment losses and in the home. In business news, Marks & Spencer plans to close 100 stores by 2022, as part of a major reorganisation it says is vital for the retailer's future. M&S wants to move a third of its sales online and plans to have fewer larger clothing and homeware stores in better locations. The closures will affect a total of 872 employees. Archie Norman, who took over as M&S chairman last year, said the retailer had been drifting and promised to speed up the changes, which include scaling back the expansion of its Simply Food chain. Ryanair has announced record annual results despite cancelling roughly 20,000 flights in September 2017 due to problems with pilots' rotors. Profits after tax rose 10% to 1.45 billion euros, although the budget airline warned higher costs will make the year ahead more challenging. CEO Michael O'Leary said the 9% rise in passenger numbers was stimulated by low fares with Germany, Italy and Spain, the three largest growing markets. Ryanair expects to carry 7% more passengers in the coming year. After admitting it messed up pilots' holiday rotors, the airline offered its staff better pay and conditions to stop them leaving and agreed to reorganise trade unions to avoid further disruption. In culture and entertainment news, Philip Roth, who is widely considered to be one of the great American authors for works including American Pastoral, I Married a Communist and Portnoy's Complaint, has died aged 85 of congestive heart failure. The prestigious prize-winning novelist drew inspiration from Jewish family life, sex and American ideals. Barack and Michelle Obama have signed a deal with Netflix to produce films and TV shows. Netflix said the couple have entered into a multi-year agreement that could potentially include scripted series, documentaries and features, although the exact details of the programming remain shrouded in mystery. Hugh Grant is set to get married for the first time at the age of 57. The four weddings and a funeral star will wed the mother of three of his children, Swedish TV producer Anna Eberstein, who he has been in a relationship with for six years. Grant has two other children with his ex-girlfriend, Tinglin Hong. In science news, a group of astronomers have concluded that the unusual orbit of a newly discovered asteroid would be most easily explained by the presence of a huge, undiscovered planet on the edge of our solar system. If found, the planet, which has an estimated mass 10 times bigger than that of Earth, would be the first discovered in our solar system since Pluto in 1930 and Neptune in 1846. Pluto was downgraded from a planet to a dwarf planet in 2006. In sports news, 
Arsenal FC's chief executive, Ivan Gazidis, has confirmed the selection of Unai Emery as Arsene Wenger's replacement as head coach, saying the choice was unanimous. 46-year-old Emery joins Arsenal from Paris Saint-Germain, who he led to victory in League One last season. He also previously coached Spanish side Sevilla to three successive Europa League wins. Wenger recently retired after 22 years in charge. Elsewhere in the world, Ireland goes to the polls on Friday in an historic referendum on repealing an almost total ban on abortion. In the last week of the campaign, the yes vote has been narrowly ahead in the polls. Thousands of Irish citizens living across the world have travelled home to vote. Cambridge, Oxford, London and Nottingham universities have set up bursaries to help students return to Ireland. Ireland's anti-abortion lobby has faced criticism for using children with Down syndrome to argue their case. Pro-life campaigners have put up posters claiming that repealing the Eighth Amendment, which forbids abortion in all cases unless the mother's life is in danger, would lead to the widespread aborting of fetuses diagnosed with Down syndrome. Dr Chris Capozzi has condemned the posters as propagandist. Amsterdam is set to ban Airbnb in a major crackdown on tourism. The Dutch capital's main political parties have announced radical measures to counter the Disneyfication of the city, including banning cruise ships from docking in the centre, cracking down on segways and beer bikes, as well as raising tourist tax. Officials hope the move will help make sure the city stays livable for all residents who have felt under attack by the increasing crowds. Ten people were killed in a shooting at the Santa Fe High School in Texas last Friday. 17-year-old Dimitrios Pogortsis exchanged gunfire with the police for 15 minutes before surrendering at 8am and abandoning a plan to take his own life. Eight teachers and two students were killed, with 13 people wounded, including one of the school's police officers. Pogortsis has been charged with 10 counts of capital murder and aggravated assault of a public servant. He could face the death penalty for the former charge. The suspect's family said they are as shocked as anyone else, while the governor of Texas said there were no warning signs in his behaviour. The mother of one of the victims has claimed her daughter had recently rejected his advances and that Bogortis became aggressive towards her. President Donald Trump may extend his visit to the UK in July to play golf in Scotland. The former property mogul owns two golf courses in Scotland and one in Ireland. He is due to arrive in the UK on the 13th of July after attending a NATO summit. During his visit, he will hold talks with Prime Minister Theresa May and is expected to meet the Queen. A trip scheduled for last year was cancelled amid claims he would face mass protests. Some observers say Trump may seek to avoid holding talks in London, where he is likely to be confronted by demonstrations. Meanwhile, a district court in New York has ruled Trump cannot block people on Twitter because it violates their First Amendment rights to participate in a public forum. The case was brought by the Knight First Amendment Institute at Columbia University, representing seven plaintiffs who have been blocked by the president. In the ruling, the court pointed to past White House statements that the president's Twitter account is an official political channel rather than a personal account. The judge issued a declaratory relief which states a point of law rather than an immediately binding injunction. The Knight First Amendment Institute has said it will take further legal action if the president continues to block people. 23-year-old Gretel Landrove became the 111th victim of Cuba's deadliest air disaster in three decades after she succumbed to her injuries on Monday evening. The passenger jet crashed, taking off from Havana Airport on Friday on its way to the Cuban town of Holguin. All six crew members were Mexican, and the majority of passengers were Cuban. Two other survivors remain in a critical condition. News of Landro's death came as Mexico's Civil Air Authority suspended operations of Aerolíneas Damoche, the Mexican company that had leased the aircraft to Cuba's state airline. The plane was reportedly built in 1979, and former pilots have claimed maintenance was poor. 
A man has been badly injured by a lava spatter in Hawaii, and the first major injury since the Kilauea volcano began erupting at the beginning of May. The man was sitting on a balcony at his home when the projectile molten rock landed on him, shattering his shin. Experts say spatters can weigh as much as a refrigerator. On Tuesday, Kilauea sent an ash plume thousands of feet into the sky. The ongoing eruptions have prompted the evacuations of 2,000 people and severely impacted the island's tourism-driven economy. An Ebola outbreak in the Democratic Republic of the Congo has spread from the countryside into a city, prompting fears the disease will be increasingly hard to control. The DRC health minister confirmed a case in Umbandaka, a city of one million people around 18 miles from the area where the first cases were reported earlier this month. 44 people have now been infected and 23 are known to have died. The city is a major transportation hub with routes to the capital, Kinshasa. Ebola is a highly contagious infection which causes internal bleeding and often proves fatal. An outbreak in West Africa between 2014 and 2016 killed 11,300 people after spreading to the capital cities of Guinea, Sierra Leone and Liberia. Our facts of the week are Ukraine has claimed its regiment of military-trained dolphins committed suicide by hunger strike after being captured by Russians. For years, the country trained sea animals to carry out military tasks at the Crimean Military Dolphin Centre. Following the Russian annexation of the Crimea in 2014, the dolphins were captured by Russian forces, who reportedly planned to retrain them. However, most of the dolphins have since died, prompting a Ukrainian government official to claim the animals went on hunger strike and died patriotically. The Conservative Party has announced plans to introduce a discount card for clothes, food and other purchases, including Nando's, to encourage young people to join the party. Membership currently costs £25 a year. When she married Prince Philip in November 1947, the then Princess Elizabeth had to save hundreds of rationing coupons to pay for her dress as wartime austerity was still in place. The gown was made from ivory silk and decorated with floral patterns made with crystals and 10,000 seed pearls. And finally, a judge in New York has ordered a 30-year-old man to move out of his parents' house. Michael Rotondo had been repeatedly asked to leave the family home after moving back eight years ago before his parents turned to the courts as a last resort. Rotondo, who represented himself in court, argued he was entitled to six more months' accommodation, but the judge dismissed his demand and served him an eviction order. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.